We're live. We are live. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. I think uh, the good Lord said that it is a good day because um, he made it. Rather, uh, the good Lord didn't say that. We said it. Um, (laughs) We believe it and um, know it to be true. Uh, There's nothing like being able to have uh, another opportunity to fight a good fight. I'm Herman Felton, one of the founders of the Higher Education Leadership Foundation, and this is Four Thoughts of Our Founders. Um, Riding solo today, wingman, our extraordinary engineer, Brother Greg Dees is uh, in the place on the ones and twos, I should say. Hmm. What up, Greg? What's going on? It's good, sir. How you doing, man? Can't complain. Can't complain. Have you recovered from uh, the uh, iconic IOTA? Cohort, yeah. Um, it's definitely left uh, an impression. I think I connected with a lot more people than I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, recovered, I don't, I don't know. I can't I, say that I've, I, that I've, I've recovered, but um, I think you connected with a lot more people because of Kendra Sharp, yeah. Ray Lundy, mm-hmm. um, Tiffany Tuma, yep. um, who else? Altora Cranford. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a committee of folks, Daquan Smith. Yep who were able to come back and help us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that freed up uh, your (laughs) helter skelter (laughs) normalcy. Um, uh, So it it was good. It's it's always fascinating to watch um, the cohorts. And so um, we're gonna get into a couple of things um, and talk about um, some of the things that are happening in the HBCU space. and talk about uh, everything from vacancies to a little bit about what's going on with sex. Uh, But um, we know that the obligation we have is something that we don't take lightly. Uh, God has gifted us with um, some resources and uh, some equipment, namely. Uh, We have a podcast, and I think it uh, would be absolutely wrong for us not to um, fill the airwaves with some uh, good content. So, um, want to give a shout out to uh, George French, Melva Williams, and Alfred Pinkard. Uh, talk a little bit about them. Uh, maybe uh, their schedules will allow them to call in today, um, and we'll see. Um, but we'll talk about them a little later. Uh, want to start out with uh, what we just talked about, which was the ninth uh, cohort. We just finished the. Uh, I, iconic IOTA cohort uh, on the beautiful campus of Miles College. Um, our largest cohort to date. Uh, it was the first that we decided after looking at uh, post analyses um, data that uh, we should maybe, maybe uh, bifurcate in some instances um, the cohort. And we settled on uh, paying attention to some of the senior administrators who wanted a little more than what we were giving them. So we decided to do a senior uh, track and a mid-level track, Uh, not for the purpose of delineating who is um, uh, a little further in the race, 
uh, but making sure that those who have ran a little longer have a little more sustenance. Um, so we did that, and it was a huge success. Uh, we had 22 um, mid-level administrators and 14 uh, senior administrators. Um, and it's always fascinating um, to watch the uh, cohorts take shape. Um, they come in, uh, they're sizing one another up. I don't think intentionally, but uh, right. it's a new space. I don't think they really know what to expect uh, from this fledgling organization. They may have heard things, uh, but uh, the whole notion of coming to stay in a dorm probably isn't attractive. Um, but I will say that uh, from provost down to uh, mid-level manager, We've not had any problems with anyone, um, you know, acquiescing to um, staying in the dorm. And we're intentional about that because um, we try to be intentional about everything. But the purpose of staying in the dorms, which we stay in as well, is um, to breed uh, empathy or to remind us of what it was like so that when our students, um, you know, come before us, uh, we we are um, empathetic to uh, their their cries, uh, but much more than that. Before it gets to that point, we just you know want to make sure that administrators understand that um, you know the dorm is the livelihood of our students. It's a place where they live, and uh, we should be forever present uh, about the conditions of them. Uh, and this is not to presuppose that no one isn't. We just want to remind folks. Um, so we, we started, we had, uh, 18 presidents come through that piece. Mm -hmm. Um, some of our regulars, Dr. Roderick, uh, Smothers, president of Philander, um, uh, McCullough Abdullah, um, is a beast. He's dope. Uh, Hakeem Lucas coming through Lester McCorn, president of Clinton college, not only comes through to share, but likes to sit down and uh, recharge his battery. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Rome is so compelling. Uh, his uh, conversation just moves in, in different spaces uh, every time he comes back. And Colette Pierce Burnett of Houston Tilson, um, <laughs> she's, um, she's a bottle of dopeness. Yeah. Um, and then of course, um, you know, the, the, Rosalind Clark artist, um, you know, this sister is, um, arguably one of the smartest, um, you know, human beings that I know, but her relatability is so, uh, powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, she comes and shares. And of course we had, um, the great pleasure of learning from Dr. Phyllis, uh, Worthy Dawkins about how the, um, Stanford Bennett campaign came about and how she moved that through. Um, unfortunately, she um, has separated from the institution, but I'm so grateful that we had an opportunity at the Higher Education Leadership Foundation to honor uh, the work that she did. Um, we don't uh, give awards. Um, you don't get to vote on awards. Um, we believe that the practice of Sankofa uh, is really important. And if you really get a chance to dissect health, you'll see throughout it nuanced in our mission, um, our taglines, our, our um, 
logo uh, are uh, odes to uh, Afrocentricity. Um, that is not about exclusion. Uh, it is about really uh, standing as a reminder of some of the very strong principles um, that uh, have followed us since existence. And Sankofa is one of them. And uh, we knew that when we uh, started the Higher Education Leadership Foundation after a powerful institute, institute, we wanted to make sure that we honored some folks for their work. So we sit around and argue about um, you know who should and who shouldn't and why and et cetera, et cetera, and a committee of us uh, honor folks. And so we're really grateful that we got a chance to honor uh, Dr. Dawkins for the work that she did. Dr. Billy Hawkins of Talladega came through, and it's always important to have Sage in the building. Yeah. Um, he came through and he gave us some uh, some good insight on what it was like to manage um, building a team, but also uh, we were able to peek back into his uh, crises and the management of um, his decision to move forward with uh, exposing his students to um, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of uh, marching in the presidential uh, parade, the inaugural parade. Um, and what he shared with many uh, folks who probably didn't know was the application was submitted uh, before they even knew who the president was, uh, months in advance, uh, almost a year in advance. And um, I thought it was fascinating to listen to him talk about the board dynamics and how they moved um, and how they did things uh, and how they came to a decision. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, of course, George C. French, uh, being the sage, the longest uh, four-year tenured president in the state of Alabama, yeah. uh, he came through and dropped nuggets. But Logan Hampton of Lane University opened the institute up with a powerful message. Um, and it's always good to be able to um, lean on a cadre of committed scholars uh, who are also practitioners who happen to be leaders. Now, um, Alfred Anthony Pinkard came through. Melva Williams uh, did a phenomenal session with the mid-level managers um, that really addressed uh, what it meant to be a number two um, and how to move, um, you know, methodically through to the uh, vice presidency. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. Um, there were a host of folks who um, are normally with us but weren't able to make it uh, this go around. But we honored um, the I Love's president, um, Dr. William B. Bynum. Uh, of Jackson State University uh, and McCola Abdul with our trailblazer uh, and Phyllis Dawkins with our trailblazer. Um, I, I apologize. We, uh, we awarded, or I'm sorry, honored uh, Dr. Um, Bynum with the Vanguard Award yeah. as he's in the middle of his career and, and moving on and, and highlight. Uh, all of them are really special, but to honor Dr. Cassie Freeman for the tireless work that she has done and her intentionality uh, in remaining relevant uh, the space of the diaspora 
uh, the African diaspora, but she is a, an extraordinary researcher, um, a prolific uh, author, uh, and a highly qualified uh, and credentialed administrator. Uh, M. Christopher Brown came through and tore the place up, as he normally does, Kentucky State's president. Um, and uh, it was just um, an amazing uh, institute from start to finish. I always tell folks that um, if you can imagine after the first day, it's going to get better. And, and it's um, the second day, it's going to get better. And the third day, while you may be tired, will be the crescendo. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fourth day um, is going to take you out. Uh, not because you're exhausted either, yeah. uh, but it's going to take you out. One so. of the things that, that um, I always worry about since the second cohort is it's like the first cohort was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then the second cohort came and I was just like, could it be better than the first cohort? Yeah. And then it is. Yeah. And then the third cohort, it's like, all right, we're not topping the second cohort. It's crazy. And it, we do it every time. Right. And that's that's always been, like, crazy to me. My to, shoulders to lock up. <laughs> <laughs> right? My shoulder, I'm so I'm so nervous yeah. um, at the beginning. Um, and uh, it always uh, finds a way to, to work itself out. For sure. And, um, you know, you can't um, do anything but acknowledge God's grace. Yeah. Um, and how dope he is, because um, I think when you follow, um, you know, the seeds that he impregnates you with, mm-hmm. provision is made. Facts. Period. You know, and um, I I remember several of our institutes where we had bad weather. Mm-hmm. Charlotte was one of them. Yeah. Um, and even Birmingham was one of them. Miles mm-hmm. College once. And we had a couple of cancellations. Yeah. And nobody knows about, you know, what's going on in the background. Right, right. And in spite of those cancellations, we're still able, you know, to to move through uh, in a way that allows for people to have um, some pretty quality programming uh, mm-hmm. at their feet. Yeah. So it's, it's always pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's not getting easier, <laughs> you know. It's not getting easier yeah. at all, and I and I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember us scouring the internet, um, looking for yeah. uh, inviting people. Yeah. And um and then going and looking at the click rate mm-hmm. of uh, you know, and and it was it was scary because a lot of people didn't even open up them joints. Right. You know? Yeah. Just didn't even open up mm-hmm. uh, the invitations. And as each cohort has come, um, you know, it's gotten much easier. Yeah. I think what do we have now? About twenty five applications. Yeah. yeah. Um, for December. For December. And uh <laughs> We're we're kind of I think we we should not be this way, but we're at the point to where we just post one time mm-hmm. and uh, we're really feeding off uh, our fellows. Yeah, they, I think from looking at the feedback from those forms, a lot of people sign up based upon their yeah, their, their counterparts. Content. Yeah, you know, people have already that have already gone through the cohort. So yeah. that's like that. That's organic. Yeah, that's organic marketing. I think that is. Um, the best way to 
you know, it, it has never been about money for right. us. It's never been about fame. It's, you know, it really has, has been about service yeah. and all of us have benefited from it. Mm-hmm. You know, the question is, 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 um, how do you respond to obligations, inherent obligations? Right. Um, and I think we've been able to demonstrate that, um, the only way to respond is, uh, is through action, mm-hmm. um, and selfless, uh, action. Um, so that, that cohort was special, um, for a couple reasons. One, we separated it. Two, we worked with a committee. Um, we, 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 uh, listened to, uh, the fellows, the alumni fellows and put together a committee, um, and took two to three individuals from each institute, each past cohort, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And, um, and let them come up with what it was that, that they wanted to do. And they had a full docket. They did. They did. They had a full docket. Um, we had t-shirts for them. We yeah. had grab bags for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they wanted was to make sure that they, uh, actually, um, taught and, and, uh, had the opportunity to sit at the feet of the presidents as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to do that for them. And so we were grateful, um, for that and to have 42 folks sign up to come back pay a registration that they uh, imposed upon themselves yeah. um, uh, and to come back uh, is just, I think, um, proof positive that uh, we've captured lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks to them, uh, their willingness to come do something different, uh, to come be a part of uh, something to try something out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are embarking upon um, uh, uncharted waters. I mean, they're kind of familiar, but not to us. Then yeah. um, it's what we're doing is not anything new. Uh, it's just our time, our season. Uh, and there's a new group of um, administrators that uh, first are historians. We saw what has been done in the past. And secondly, uh, we're responsive to um, the need of now. Yeah. And so uh, we're moving in that direction. And um, the fact that we're able to put together two institutes every six months, uh, an institute every six months is, uh, again, proof positive that there's a need out there. And more importantly, uh, folks uh, really care about our institutions. Um, the second thing that we did was pretty cool. Um well, there were several. We gave headshots. Uh, headshots came, uh, professional headshots. We had a videographer for the first time to capture uh, the Institute, and, and that was pretty fun to sit yeah. and watch. I can't wait to watch, uh, to yeah. see the content. Um, hopefully, this dude is on point, because uh, if he's not better than what <laughs> we can do ourselves, I'm going to be hot about nah, that. I had a conversation with those guys, man, They um, and I saw some of the headshots. Yeah. They look solid yeah they sent solid. they sent all of them over yeah. and uh we we need to do something about that for sure um i've been a little leery about putting um individuals in the cohort um putting their information out before mm-hmm. we actually had an opportunity to speak to them but now that we have um that option and i think that's something that we will uh, provide for all of our fellows mm-hmm. moving forward yeah um we should probably do either uh, we we should do an after um um institute um thank you note or something for that, sure that that um that exposes all the fellows to the world mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that would be pretty cool. And, um, you know, listening to the fellows, we do this uh, black tie gala. Um, we're getting away from normal nomenclature and uh, have rebranded uh, both the Institute and uh, the gala and everything that we do. Uh, we don't want it to be ordinarily um, normal or typical. And so our, what was known as our Black Tie Gala will now be our Triumph Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and our institute uh, will be called Inspire. Yeah. Um, uh, so Inspire uh, December 2019 is, uh, will be uh, the first. Uh, and you'll see a rebranding effort of um, the foundation uh, replete with new websites, mm-hmm. uh, color schemes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But the last thing that we did um, that was pretty cool, the night before um, our um, centering session on Sunday morning, the night before, uh, the fellows in the past have said, you know, we get all dolled up, uh, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, brothers and sisters with that black tie affair on, yeah. uh, black tie attire yeah. on. Um, but instead of just having a gala and having our little boombox play uh, some good music, we brought in a DJ. Yeah. And um, and had a wonderful time, stayed till uh, folk were ready to go. Yeah. Well, we yeah. had to leave because <laughs> uh, we had to go get prepared for yeah. the next day, had yeah. to go set up the chapel. Um but but it was it was fascinating. All in all, um, you know, you cannot say one is better than the other yeah. because they're all unique. Yeah. Um, but this one was dope. Yeah. Um, I tell you what was was really cool is after the first six, the seventh cohort decided that it wanted to be known in a different way, mm-hmm. rather than just by the Greek letter alphabet. They wanted to add a descriptor yeah. in front of that Greek letter. Yeah. And so we started with Greater Ada. Mm-hmm. Um, and after hearing about Greater Ada, yeah. uh, Mo Better Theta <laughs> <laughs> came in yeah. at Kentucky State and decided that they were going to do something. Uh, no, that Mo, uh, Greater Ada uh-huh. was at Kentucky State. Yeah. Mo Better Theta was at the Theta cohort, was at Houston Tillerson, mm-hmm. and the iconic iota yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. came through bum rushing. Trying to uh, crush everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, trying to crush every uh, crush everybody else. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> th- those nine have been wonderful. Fantastic. Um, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Um and we'll talk about what the 10th uh, Institute will be in the uh, the name of that one mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, or at least the Greek letter alphabet. Yeah. And if you're Greek, you know what you the 10th letter is. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be. <laughs> um, so takeaways from the IOTA cohort. Um, phenomenal group of people. Yeah. Passioned, uh, committed, um, cerebral like all the others. Um nuanced in uh their way of communicating already mm-hmm. uh and we've got some some great ideas uh from them uh, a little feedback etc so um number nine is in the books i think i can truly say after 
uh, two weeks of it, I'm, I think I've recovered. Yeah. Because uh, it's no sleeping, no eating, yeah. um, ripping and running, troubleshooting. Yeah. And all that good stuff. So we got nine down. I think it's important to note that we had an observer or two. Yeah. Uh, that were there. Um, UNCF's um, vice president of the um, Patterson Institute for Research, Dr. Brian Bridges, um, and the executive director, I believe he's the executive director, may even be the director uh, of the uh, CPI grant, the Lilly, CP, the Lilly Foundation CPI grant, uh, Ed Lewis Smith, um, were there uh, to observe uh, the magic uh, as it unfolded. Um, uh, unfolded, and um, that was pretty cool to have them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look forward to uh, uh, talking about uh, why they were there here pretty soon in the near future. Um, the absolute most um, exciting thing, and there were a lot of things that were exciting that happened, uh, was the revelation to the world that um, health has created um, a journal. Can I get an applause there? No applause? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I, let, I got applause on here. I just don't remember what button it is. Well, press a ball. Let's just go through. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Excuse us, we have a new toy <laughs> and we're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so Health has a new journal. Uh, it's called DICON uh, and it is uh, Guyan, uh, Guyanese, I believe it is. Um, and it means to lead or get out of the way, mm. uh, lead first. Um, and we did this because um, about a month ago, I sent out a text to all of our uh, fellows, month and a half, maybe even two months, and said to um, them as well as members of my cabinet here at Wiley College that uh, health has platforms that we're underutilizing. And one of them is the ability to to write um, and to um, uh, get out uh, the brilliant scholarship of, of um, brothers and sisters in this space. And um, we've all uh, had our challenges with writing, uh, meaning getting them placed. And that's predicated on uh, how people feel about when uh, the time is right, if the time is right, if what you have to say matters. Um, And um, in response to that, someone uh, sent me a note and said, you know, I'd like to review. And I thought, like, wow, maybe maybe we should do more than just placing stuff on our website or helping to, to uh, make inroads uh, for individuals to be able to uh, get their stuff placed. Why don't we do our own shit? Right. Why don't we create a journal um, that uh, its core foundation is about leadership and leadership is so broad. Uh, leadership can be nuanced in what you do, uh, your personal vocation, how uh, leadership impacts your personal vocation, what HBCU leadership has, uh, lacks, um, you know, needs, etc. Um, and we're really excited about that. We're also excited that Aaron Lynch, Dr. Aaron Lynch of Mobetta Theta, um, is our inaugural. 
um, editor. And we're really excited about that. So stay tuned. Um, give me something else. Uh, what, what else you got on that keyboard? The uh, new journal is coming. Dicon. I'm just what you got? Just, just hit a button. Just stick with the applause. Oh, we're gonna stick with the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Scary ass. <laughs> I think that's gonna be like super crazy. Like that's gonna be like a rocket ship. You know what I mean? I think that once you get the collective of the space mm-hmm. and really doing research and writing about what's going on in this space mm-hmm. that's like evidence point and proof you know what i mean i think yeah. it's gonna be super powerful yeah and it's also not just for those seasoned writers right. but it's also introducing the notion of scholarship and yeah. building the pipeline yeah you know um the journal you know has several different things that that can be um in the journal, mm-hmm. um, obviously peer-reviewed yeah. articles, yeah. Uh, but op-eds, yeah. um, guest, um, you know, letters, open letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have an opportunity to um, showcase the brilliance. Um, and you know, let, let let me be very clear: we're not the first to do this. Right. Um, we're not uh, the only ones doing it. Um, but we want to make sure that we are. Uh, fill in a void that doesn't put us in a situation where we're uh, like the same. Yeah. We're, um, you know, in this place where we are judging our writers. Excellence is the only damn standard. Let yeah. me be very clear about that. Um, but I think um, what goes on in this space is very important. Um, and to be, um, you know, in a space where you can only have one article from an HBCU in a in a um, <laughs> in a publication mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, now everything in this journal will be about the, the HBCU space. Yeah, um, and so really excited about that. That's dope. Um, let's talk about the tenth cohort. Okay, the location will be Marshall, Texas, mm-hmm. Wiley College. Yeah. Home to the great debaters, yeah. scholars, activists, um, and athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place that birthed uh, James Farmer, uh, the uh, founder of CORE. Um, Heman Sweat, who was um, the architect b- behind Sweat v. Painter. Sweat mm-hmm. v. Painter um, was the... Uh, segregational case that uh, challenged the University of Texas for say, um, desegregation, rather, uh, and out of it came Texas Southern's uh, School of Law. Uh, but Heman Sweat is um, a uh, former student here. Um, you know, there are a, a just a strong history of folks in the past, but, you know, we'll talk about a few um, at least one person here, one of our Fulbright scholars, uh, Wiley has two on record. Uh, one, uh, Tamara Hill, who's over in Greece now, um, graduated a year ago. But she um, is uh, destined to change the way society deals with individuals with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Our great debaters are still winning national titles. Our men and uh, men's basketball team 
uh, are doing some phenomenal things. I probably shouldn't be talking this much about Wiley, <laughs> but, you know, I can't help it. Helpless, um, shameless plug. Yeah, yeah, just shameless plug. But in, at any rate, December 12th through the 15th, the Kappa cohort. Mm. I will pause for the applause. That's uh, that's strong. That's strong. Yeah. That's strong. <laughs> <laughs> the Kappa cohort, the 10th of the Higher Education Leadership Foundation. That's, that's, li, li, I mean, that's... I, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, you should also know that both Greg and I are members of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah. If yeah. you didn't, you know, get that in our excitement, mm-hmm. uh, we both are really excited. Not only because of the nomenclature that identifies this, but because we're going to be on the campus of Wally, um, right. and um, we get an opportunity to host uh, everybody. So, yeah. you know, rooted in our excitement is service for sure. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so um, pretty excited about that. Um, again, 25 applications. If you hear this, um, our first round or first wave of applications, our acceptance letters will probably go out in a week. And yeah. then after that, we will go every week until we get to that magic number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suspect that it will probably, will probably be done in August. Yeah. Um, every year it gets, um, more difficult to select uh, an institute. Uh, and we, we always try to make sure that we get a healthy mix of senior administrators, those who are in the middle of the road, and a couple of junior administrators who can mirror what they see. Yeah. Um, we put on um, the fellows, uh, unbeknownst to them, the responsibility of carrying a line. Um, and, um, and I don't mean that... Um, in a sense of a hazing process, um, but making sure that every member in their cohort, um, you know, is, is, uh, in the loop. Right. One of the unintended consequences of what we, um, have found ourselves great, um, curators of is almost this tribal like, um, uh, uh experience yeah. or atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, um, I think was it at Kentucky State? Um, was that Greater Ada? Greater Ada um, decided that they were going to give each other lines, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were jockeying for numbers. Yeah, um, you know who was going to be number one, who yeah. was going to be number twenty five, and mm-hmm. I have to tell you. Um, it was phenomenal watching it all the way out. Yeah. But the way President Lester McCorn mm-hmm. closed that thing out, yeah. um, he was the tail on the line, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, he came through strolling. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty pretty neat to watch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, putting these um, these cohorts together and how intentional we are about getting a good mix. And, you know, we try to do uh, a little research on individuals, a simple Google query, and then we start reaching out to our contacts and want to know if um, people will be able to come in with the spirit of service because mm-hmm. uh, that's really important to us. Yeah. I think we owe it to every fellow that comes around us, a space that's um, ripe for servant leadership and servant leaders. 
uh, but also, you know, trying to stay above the mess. Yeah. You know, to make sure we keep, a, yeah. you know, a good atmosphere, a good positive atmosphere. For sure. Um, and so we're, we're, we're being able to do that. Let's talk about this new software or this new app that we have that is going to allow us to move away from group me yeah. <laughs> yeah. to uh, a more professional um, uh, approach uh, of, in staying connected with the fellows. So, so, you know, no shade to group me. But, no, no, um, group me is dope. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I'm in, a, I'm in a, quite a few group me's. I got but. about eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, to your point, um, Dr. Williams, Melville Williams, brought up the idea of us continuing to pour into the cohort members um, long after their cohort is mm-hmm. over. You know, I think that I, I, I akin it to, um, you know, a fire burning. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in the day to day, your fire gets smothered, yeah. you know, or there's less oxygen fueling it. And to me, um, the the leadership institute um is a way to pour more uh fuel on that fire yeah and so this is a way that we can essentially do that from from anywhere so uh, we're going to be adopting the um, platform called slack and slack is a communication tool similar to GroupMe, Mm -hmm. um, but it allows us to um sort of uh, manage the conversations mm-hmm. um, so we can have different channels that that have different topics so you know in the current group me that the core members uh, established on their own it's they yeah they yeah. they they post um, openings for positions oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. they talk about things that are happening in the um, higher ed space they post articles and share they ask questions that are um, that, that other core members answer and they have conversations and discussions about these things. I heard so, they got a health after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, so really this is a, this is a way for us to manage really, it better exactly. and have a more streamlined approach. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. which, which allows people to dig into different buckets Absolutely. Um, and go to spaces that they, that they want to be in mm-hmm. instead of being subjected to. I know a lot of people miss out because, you know, if you look, if you are a part of a group me, um, group, mm-hmm. them things can get, uh, out of hand. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, putting those things on silent is, uh, you know, your best friend yeah. in some cases, but, um, in doing that, sometimes you might miss some pretty good, um, yeah. some good chatter in yeah. between all the other chatter. And so Slack allows you to really sort of hone in on the conversations that you want to be a part of. Yeah. And um, to your point, not miss anything. Yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes in GroupMe, you got to scroll up three, 400 messages and you might find a couple of gems in there. Right. Whereas you can um, sort of subscribe to the channels that you want to be a part of. So if you're not, you know. If you're not interested in changing your career, you might, you know, not join the uh, career opportunities Slack channel or whatnot. Absolutely. So it's just a way to manage and, 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 you know, you can do that at your desk on a desktop or you can do it on your mobile phone. Um, and, and I think it's going to just continue to give us and the other cohort members the opportunity to pour into each other and keep that fire. Yeah. I mean, we're evolving for sure. Right. And we're growing. And I, you know, I was sharing with the uh, returning fellows, like, you know, we, 
we um we actually have careers yeah uh like everybody else yeah. the only difference is on sunday nights you know a couple times a month we get together and talk about health yeah um, and there's only four or five of us doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting to the point now, we're really kind of nervous, um, to let go, if mm -hmm. you will, to yeah. invite in, but we recognize that we have to, um, but it's about consistency and making sure that, um, we have no stress, no yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, and, um, but the level of, um, intuitiveness, uh, intentionality, whatever you want to call it, and consistency to excellence, our mm -hmm. commitment to excellence, um, excellence stays the same. And so we're happy to announce that we are close to naming a director of operations, uh, director of event management. Um, we are looking for um, uh, director of uh, social media mm -hmm. uh, content. Uh, a few other pieces to round out the puzzle that will allow us to be omnipresent, yeah. uh, a little more effective as we move into this space of partnership. Um, and so if you're out there listening and you want to be of service, uh, I do want you to know that we don't get paid mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and we are not looking for anybody looking to get paid. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you have a heart of service, um, then that would, um, and you believe that, uh, you'd be interested in working with us, uh, hit us up Herman at H E leaders.org. Yep. Um, Greg Gregory at H E leaders.org. Uh, and you can, uh, find me, um, on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, even LinkedIn, just type it in Herman J. Felton jr. Um, and, um, and those of you, I mean, every Institute has my number, so you know how to get in contact with me as well. If you're interested in serving, uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, building out the team. We're also, uh, building out our board of directors or board of advisors, um, just, uh, moving into a couple of, uh, different directions that will allow us to go out and, um, receive some funding that we'll be able to do some transformational things with. Um, again, we wanted to get a ton of empirical data uh, to show the validity of what we were doing and the need um, to make it, uh, you know, viable uh, and accessible to all of the future leaders in this space. So, um, the next cohort, the journal, uh, we talked about the past cohort. Uh, and talking about the future, what we just did, the future of health, where we're going, partnership, um, and um, getting ready for the next phase in, in, in the chapter of HELF. Uh, and I think it's bright. Um, it's going to be a bright future. Uh, and I envision us um, putting a stake in the ground. There are a lot of institutes uh, or people that espouse to um, produce leaders, uh, what rather presidents and um, have leadership institutes. Uh, we like to think that we are merely um, helping uh, folks pay homage to their own personal vocation, to the space, uh, and to bring in a rigor of excellence um, and to foster a rigor of excellence that is committed um, solely to the HBCU space. Those are our intentional focuses. Um, we want to build community of practices um, and, um, and make sure that we are undergirding uh, leaders 
um, with not only the, the technical skills, but the soft skills uh, to lead um, these um, gyms into the next 130, 140 years. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is health uh, in a nutshell. And, and walking out the door, we're going to talk about a few things that are really important. Um, Alfred Anthony Pinkard has been all over the globe. Yeah. Um, advocating for Wilberforce University. Uh, WilberforceUnite.com is where you should go to be a part of giving uh, to the institution. Mm-hmm. My man was on the Breakfast Club. That's uh, epic. That's super dope. I mean, yeah. like epic. And yeah. just so proud watching him. Yeah. Um, and what I enjoyed most about that was Tony was authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't try to be mm-hmm. anything other exactly. than big brother, but but no, yeah. Period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was no right. acquiescing right. to the fact that he was in New York right. and millions of listeners were listening to him. Mm-hmm. And the Elford, first part, the first part of that interview was just education. Oh, just dropping like, knowledge. And we said, you know, I, I've never heard of Wilberforce. And yeah. Dr. Pinkar was like, well, you're going to learn today. Yeah, you fit to get this business. <laughs> I'm going to give you all of this business. Yeah. That was uh, and I'm going to give it to you and you're going to like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, it was, it was extraordinary to watch him in his element. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, to be uncompromising mm-hmm. to the scholar uh, that he is. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, he was just, it was just fever pitch. It was the right pitch, mm-hmm. um, in him one educating, uh, the masses to who Wilberforce is right. Two, um, really also paying homage to the space, the mm-hmm. HBCU space mm-hmm. and talking about what, what, what these, these gyms do. Yeah. Um, but third and final, you know, making the case for Wilberforce and right. why it's important. Right. And it was so compelling that not only did DJ Envy um, volunteer to come do homecoming, yeah. but he also said he was going to give a gift. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Yeah. That's what you want to see from those spaces. It's sort of like cross-pollination, right? So yeah. you're, you're dealing with people in the entertainment industry and mm-hmm. people who listen to music and you educate them at the same time about why these schools are important yeah. and um, just making sure they stay active and, and uh, afloat for sure. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we also have um, this wonderful um, <laughs> great news. Uh, George C. French yeah. Jr. is now the fifth president elect of um, Clark Atlanta University. Mm-hmm. I will pause for your applause. Actually, got to get another applause for Tony Pinkard yeah, too. Absolutely. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, um, Dr. French has done some extraordinary work at um, Miles College. He served there for 23 years, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brother has built buildings. He has raised uh, probably... Over a hundred million dollars. He has a CIA center for excellence. He's got students uh, learning Arabic, um, uh, studying abroad. His bands 
or his band is one of the baddest in the land. He has won championships in basketball, um, SIAC, SIAC, I think it is, um, uh, in basketball and football, like the brother has done so much work and there couldn't be uh, a more rewarding person to take Clark Atlanta uh, into its next phase um, and I believe that there is about to be a little bit of stress uh, <laughs> on those other two institutions <laughs> down there in um, in uh, the AUC um, space uh, because George French is uh, a man of uh, detail. Um, he lives in the weeds um, and uh, is just, I think, a quintessential transformational leader for sure yeah so he's pretty dope there's a lot going on in the space too there are as we close out um there are a ton of um departures um we know savannah state's president retired uh dr james anderson at fayetteville state retired uh the sister at coppin state um retired all three of these have um the uh interims going in uh another noop um dewan warmack yeah uh, is the ninth president of claflin university mm -hmm. um there we go there we go uh dewan is uh a, you know a, a trailblazer um and uh did some strong work at harristow state university yeah. i know a lot of people didn't even know uh, of Harris-Stowe State University yeah. before dude went up there. Yeah. Um, and so he put his um, he put his stamp on that and did extremely well that um, Harris-Stowe um, was unfortunate, but Claflin uh, sought out this young brother yeah. uh, to come in and, and do his thing. And uh, we are excited to watch him uh, follow a giant in uh, Dr. Henry Tisdale. Yeah. Um, um, and, um, there are a few other openings, uh, out in the space. Um, I think, um, there is probably, um, St. Augustine's is one of them. Um, uh, the Dr. Everett Ward, um, stepped down, um, I think for right now, that's about uh, for Sunday morning, all I can remember, mm -hmm. and, um, and that, that strikes me right up top. Uh, obviously, Bennett College uh, just stepped down, uh, the president uh, there, Dr. Dawkins. I want, want people to keep in mind that when these transitions happen, a lot of people are impacted, yeah. um, and sometimes they're untimely departures. Uh, sometimes people are being... Um, you know, tap because of the good work they did somewhere else. Um, having been through a transition myself, uh, it is stressful. Um, a lot of people are impacted. You build yeah. teams, you bring them with you, you mm -hmm. bring their families with you. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, instability leads to stress and uncertainty. Um, and I think I can say for all of my colleagues, whether they were ousted um, whether they uh, left uh, intentionally, whether they were recruited, 
um, that the gravity of their departure is not lost on them. For sure. And, um, and uh, people should know that um, it is a part of the process. Uh, in this space, it is uh, a likened, I think, to, you know, professional sports. You know, coaches come and go. Mm -hmm. Some have wonderful um, tenures, some don't. Um, but the message in all of this is that for you uh, administrators out there, understand that fit matters more than title. Um, you can get to the presidency, the vice presidency, the directorship, whatever it is, uh, by being excellent wherever you are. Mm -hmm. If you're excellent where you are, um, you know, this whole notion of plant growing where you're planted. Um, if you're excellent where you are, where you're going will take care of itself. Um, but as Tony Pinkard says, when you leave... And when you come, rather, when you come and when you go, you should carefully tie knots and carefully untie them. You, you'll hear us say this often because people are still um, cutting knots mm -hmm. as opposed to carefully untying them. Um, but it's so important how you leave the space um, as just as it is, is how you come into the space. Uh, and I think what you'll see from these presidents that have been appointed to other posts uh, the way they methodically leave uh, is really a lesson in it. And even in those who are ousted, uh, those who leave with their dignity, with their class, their grace, um, they're implicit in that is a lesson as well. So, I, you know, I want, uh, while we're highlighting these departures, uh, some of their own making, some not, um, know that you know there are families that are impacted employees Absolutely. people um students, and students yeah. alumni people are tied to uh these presidencies um and i could tell you speaking from experience like when you come into this work it is 24 7 you you eat sleep and and uh bleed these institutions i can't you know i can't have conversations with people without talking about wiley yeah um, or, and, you know, before that, Wilberforce, or yeah. before that, Livingstone. Like, I just, just, you just can't. I mean, these are um, places that mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, so what is going on in the HBCU world? Nothing but good excellence. Uh, <laughs> we have, um, you know, our challenges, of course, but by and large, the work that we're doing here fuels America. Yeah. We are ingrained, embedded, and just uh, as much a uh, part of Americana as apple pie and baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, and to that end, uh, the space is owed uh, our best. And if you are laboring in God's vineyard, uh, one of them titled um, or known as an HBCU, you better give your best or get the hell away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, because danger comes when you think mediocrity um, is enough. Uh, and if you operate in that space, um, I would ask you to find another place to go stink up. <laughs> um, that's health. That's uh, the podcast. Um, that is 
what we have to offer. Again, our commitment to being curators of the um, the the new wave of HBCU administrators, uh, we don't take lightly, um, and we have uh, committed ourselves to uh, grace these airwaves. Um, and hit us up if you have some uh, some thoughts. You know, we really are serious about um, about shining light on uh, administrators, on faculty members, on bands, on football programs, ideas, research, and you know, leadership is is the hallmark uh, and the benchmarks uh, and the platform, the bedrock of of health and what we do. Um, but our HBCUs are not monolith, and there's so much to them that we want to do our job in exposing all of them. Mm-hmm. We will never be uh, injurious to the space. Uh, being critical at times may call, um, may be the order for the day, uh, but we pledge to never uh, injure our space. Uh, no desire to be uh, in the space to get clicks. Uh, likes or any of that. We could care less uh, how many listeners we have um, and uh, who follows us. At the end of the day, this will be uh, a platform that uplifts uh, our space uh, from from the start to the end. So on behalf of uh, my founders, uh, Dr. George T. French Jr., uh, Dr. President of Miles, incoming president of Clark Atlanta University, Dr. Elford Anthony Pinkard, a.k.a. Big Brother Button Up, <laughs> president of Wilberforce University. Uh, Dr. Melva Christy Williams, uh, vice chancellor of enrollment management uh, and student affairs at Southern University, Shreveport, um, and Mr. Gregory Dees, uh, executive director uh, special project of special projects mm-hmm. at um, Wiley College and myself, Herman Felton, seventeenth uh, president of um, Wiley College and former president of Wilberforce University. Uh, we're grateful to all those who have poured into uh, this labor of love, and look forward to seeing you um, out there in those streets uh, and. Um, Wish you nothing but the best. Signing off, brother? Yes, sir. Period. Period.